You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about what I like to call the coca cancers and talk about soda, including the hallowed August sacrosanct diet sodas links to increasing your all-cause mortality. Let's get to the veritable New York Times. I know I've used that word twice now. Because if the New York Times says it, it can't be a lie, even though they were caught back in the 50s and 60s pushing propaganda about the Soviet Union. Actually, this goes back to uh, Warren Beatty's movie Reds. If, God, this is, this is really dating me because this movie was before me, and this is 1980s with Diane Keaton when she was young and... and as he played this guy, Jake Rudy, used to work for the Times, and, and he went to the Soviet Union. And anyways, he eventually was, was a big propagandist pushing how great communism was. <laughs> and so he would write these articles for the New York Times, and it all came out later on how the New York Times, you know, back in the day, was just a big propaganda machine for the left. And it still is, to be honest, but let's get to it. A new study that links artificially sweetened beverages to premature death is prompting public angst. It shouldn't. We've talked about in past episodes of Holistic Health News how aspartame, sucralose, or the Splenda, and potassium, these are toxins. Public angst. Because the public is ignorant because the media, thank you, New York Times, keeps them ignorant. The doctors keep them ignorant. And we watch too much of the Kardashians and not enough with keeping up with health stuff. Does guzzling diet soda lead to an early demise? There was a collective gasp among Coke Zero and Diet Pepsi drinkers this week after media reports highlighted a new study. And what did this new study say? That it found that prodigious consumers of artificially sweetened drinks were 26% more likely to die prematurely than those who rarely drank sugar-free beverages. I don't think I've ever had Coke Zero, to be honest. I haven't had, well, I'll tell you my history with aspartame from my childhood. The study published in the Journal of American Medical Association Internal Medicine, JAMA. JAMA and Lancet are the, the most prestigious journals in the world. So this is this is not, if you listen to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary podcast, you know some of the journals that are quoted there are so esoteric. It's, it's like the South Sri Lankan Complementary and Holistic Health Journal. Now, this is JAMA followed 450,000 Europeans over 16 years and tracked mortality among soft drink consumers of all persuasions, both those with a fondness for sugary beverages and those who favored sugar-free drinks. 450,000. I don't think I've ever seen a study that big. Given the well-documented health effects of consuming too much sugar, it was little surprise that authors found that people who drank two or more glasses of sugar-sweetened beverages a day were 8% more likely to die young compared to those who consume less than one glass a month. 
for sure. I mean, we we've talked about how sugar is directly linked to all the major killers, including cancer. You know, sugar feeds tumor growth. We know that. Also, it's directly linked to plaque buildup in, in the arteries, which leads to high blood pressure, and it can eventually lead to heart attacks and strokes. We have a, a singular episode on sugar's direct links to death. I think it's probably around episode 200 or so. But the shock is about the diet soda, right? Because if it's diet, right, if it has no sugar... Right? It can't be unhealthy, right? But no one's ever thinking like, okay, what did they put in instead to make it sweet? Just like with sugar-free gum. Oh, it's great that our teeth aren't getting rot. No. But I tell my kids, I say, it's like, well, what do you think now is making it sweet if there's no sugar in it? But they're still too young to, to connect the dots. Quote, putting our results in context with other published studies, it would probably be prudent to limit consumption of all soft drinks and replace them with healthier alternatives like water. <laughs> like water. Wah, wah. What a Debbie Downer. No one wants to drink water. Said Amy Moley, a nutritionist at University College Dublin and one of the 50 researchers who worked on the study. One of the largest of its kind today. Yeah, no doubt if you have 450,000 people in it. She should have said like healthier alternatives like, I don't know, kombucha or unsweetened tea or coffee or something like that, water. The study is not one-off. Over the past year, other research in the United States has found a correlation between artificially sweetened beverages and premature death. The problems experts say is that these and other studies have been unable to resolve a key question. Does consuming drinks sweetened with aspartame or saccharin harm your health? Yes, it does. I mean, why is this a hard question to answer? Or could it be that people who drink lots of Diet Snapple or Sprite Zero lead a more unhealthy lifestyle to begin with? Yes, they do that as well. That's why they're on it, because they're most of the time they're overweight. And this is the way it was with me when I went to nutritionists back in the 80s. They told me to get it, start drinking diet sodas because I was fat. And they keep eating crap. But they, it's it's like the, 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 the old story, right? You, drive, you go to a drive-thru and you're like, I'm going to have two Big Mac Happy Meals or two Big Mac Value Meals. Um, but but can I have a diet soda? Like it's going to make a humongous difference when right? you're ordering something that's 2,500 calories minimum. A number of nutritionists, epidemiologists, epidemiologists are the ones who track diseases, and behavioral scientists think the latter may be true, that people who are drinking a lot of diet sodas also have an unhealthy lifestyle. It's a theory that will be instantly recognizable to anyone who has guiltily ordered a Diet Coke to accompany their double Whopper with cheese. Look at that. They stole my thunder. Actually, I said it first, and I didn't read ahead. Quote, it could be that diet soda drinkers eat a lot of bacon, and perhaps it's because there are, more, there are people who rationalize their unhealthy lifestyle by saying, quote, now that I've had a diet soda, I can have those french fries. Close quote, said Vasanti Malik, a researcher at the Harvard T.H. Chan Public School of Public Health and the lead author of a study. Man, the, the Chan School of Public Health is well-known, very well-known. And the lead author of a study in April that found the link between artificial sweeteners and increased mortality in women was largely inconclusive. This is a huge study with half a million people in 10 countries, but I don't think it adds to what we already know. Mm. The journals of the JAMA paper tried to account for these risk factors by removing study participants who were smokers or obese. Okay. All right. They took out the obese people. And they tried to improve its accuracy through statistical modeling. I think that's a good idea, right? But Dr. David Ludwig, an obesity specialist at Boston Children's Hospital, said these so-called observational studies cannot really determine cause and effect. Quote, maybe artificial sweeteners aren't increasing mortality. I'm sure he's bought off by Cyril. Or I'm sorry, Monsanto owns aspartame now. 
Maybe it's just that people with an increased risk of mortality, like those with overweight or obesity, are choosing to drink diet soda, but in the end, this doesn't solve their weight problem, and they die prematurely. Look, guy, they took out all the obese people and the smokers. Still, scientists say the alternative to observational studies, a clinical trial that randomly assigns participants to a sugary drinks group or a diet soda group, isn't feasible. Quote, clinical trials are considered the gold standard in science, but imagine asking thousands of people to stick to such a regimen for decades. Many people would drop out, and it would be prohibitively expensive. All right, let's get, let's get to the important part. Concerns about artificial sweeteners have been around since the 1970s when studies found that large quantities of saccharin cause cancer in lab rats. The Food and Drug Administration issued a temporary ban on the sweetener, and Congress ordered up additional studies and a warning label, but subsequent research found the chemical to be safe for human consumption. Come on, you gotta mention it. Where's Rumsfeld? More recently created chemical sweeteners like aspartame and sucralose have been extensively studied with little evidence that they negatively impact human health, according to the FDA. Oh! Oh! Some studies have even found a correlation between artificial sweeteners and weight loss. But others have suggested they may increase cravings for sugary food. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this in a second. Let's finish this up. Let's finish this propaganda. There's no evidence that, are, that, that they are harmful to people with a healthy diet who are trying to live a healthy lifestyle, says Barry Popkin, a nutritionist at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. He and others remain concerned that giving diet beverages to young children might encourage a sweet tooth. Yeah, because there's studies that show that. That the more artificial sweetener, the more diet sodas you drink, you actually consume more sweets because you're not turning off the sweet tooth. The sweet tooth is never satiated, so you overcompensate by eating and drinking more sweets. Still, many scientists say more research is needed to determine the long-term effects of consuming artificial sweeteners. Really, we just had a 16-year, 450,000-person study. Although Dr. Molly, one of the authors of the study, cautioned against drawing stark conclusions from their data, she said the deleterious effects of artificial sweeteners can't be ruled out. Thank you, Dr. Molly. Noting studies that suggest a possible link between aspartame and elevated levels of blood glucose and insulin in humans, not rats, humans, elevated levels of blood sugar and insulin, hyperinsulinemia, diabetes, blood sugar. Right now, quote, the biological mechanisms are unclear, but we're hoping our research will spark further exploration. Oh, don't worry, Monsanto will block all your further exploration. For consumers, the mixed messaging can be confusing. Dr. Jim Krieger, the founding executive director of Healthy Foods America, an advocacy group that presses municipalities to enact soda taxes and increase consumer access to fruits and vegetables, said the new studies and others like it raise more questions than they answer. Quote, gosh, at this point, you probably want to go drink with water, tea, or unsweetened coffee, not take a chance on beverages we don't know much about. I think that's a good idea, Mr. Krieger. Certainly, you just don't want to drink sugary beverages because we know these aren't good for you. All right. Thank you, New York Times. Aspartame. Such a whitewashing. And I am surprised the Times would whitewash this when it has links to neoconservatives. Back in the in the 90s when I used to listen to shortwave conspiracy theory radio, they used to have a lot of medical episodes. This would be like Dr. Stan Monteith, may rest in peace. And uh, even Alex Jones, early on when he was on public radio, public access television in Austin, like in 2001, 2002, he would talk about this. So the fact that I mentioned Alex Jones probably makes you think that it's all lies. But look, 
you can look this up. The, the sordid history of aspartame. I'm pretty sure we do have an episode on aspartame. Absolutely, we do. We do. So go to it. I think it's like episode around 160, 165. They found aspartame. It was an anti-ulcer drug. So the, the, the Serol Pharmaceutical Company, which was a small pharmaceutical company back then, found aspartame essentially. But they noticed it was very, very sweet. And so they try to get it onto the market. Now, they mention it here that the FDA did issue a temporary ban on the sweetener. There was a doctor, Dr. Olney, who worked for Serol, and he did a bunch of studies, and it showed pretty conclusively that aspartame, not just saccharin, but aspartame, caused tumors, uh, brain tumors in rats and seizures and autoimmune problems. And so he was completely against it. He went to the FDA, told him this is a horrible toxin, don't put it in. So what really happened, though, eventually is, of course, you know, big business always finds a way to make money off of things. And, like, this is a very lucrative, you know, possibility to have uh, diet sodas, right? Because we didn't, we had Tab back then. But Tab, I think, at that point in the 70s was uh, sweetened with, with saccharin, which, of course, they found out later was horrible for your health. So, but they, they, saw, they saw this as a good market, right? Zero-calorie sodas, right? So... What eventually happened was when the Carter administration, let me see if I get all, all this right because I'm, I'm going five by memory here. When the Carter administration ended, Reagan became president in 1981. And Reagan, and let, me, let me backtrack. So Cyril's CEO was Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> if you know who Donald Rumsfeld is, I know there's some millennials who are watching this or listening to this. Rumsfeld was the secretary of defense for the, the younger Bush. Rumsfeld, if you watch the movie that was recently done by Adam McKay, Veep, that was about Cheney, but Rumsfeld is in it. I think Steve Carell plays Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld was not a good man. Neither was Cheney. They were both pretty evil. Both pretty evil. And I can say this. I am pretty radically conservative. I'm more libertarian. I've never voted for the Republican Party. But definitely, they were evil people. And he was the CEO of, of Cyril, the company that owned aspartame. And what happened was when Reagan became president, he fired the FDA chief that was against aspartame and that was listening to only the scientists. And he put in his new guy, and his new guy rapidly approved aspartame. And a few years later, aspartame was in everything. Diet puddings, sugar-free puddings, sugar-free jello, sugar-free, of course, soda, sugar-free yogurts. And it was in everything. And now we are reaping the benefits of that. Some people call, you know, aspartame-related illnesses and effects called, they call it Rumsfeld's disease. So look, the studies on aspartame, depending on who's funding them, are, 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 you know, contentious, right? Because we know that big pharmaceutical companies will sponsor and fund their own studies. And we know they put the pressure on the scientists. Like if anything negative comes out about this drug or this food item or this additive, you need to squash it or you're not going to get paid or we're not going to hire you for the next um, study. And these scientists, of course, don't make a lot of money. They, they either are independent scientists who essentially work as contractors or they work for the actual company. So the understanding is any negative stuff that comes out, you need to suppress it. The big example of that was Vioxx, the heart drug that that was out about 15 years ago. The company, and I don't remember which one it was who created Vioxx, they knew it was toxic, yet they suppressed all the information they put on the market, and tens of thousands of people died from that drug. So this is not like some strange outlier. This is pretty common. 
But if you look at the studies about aspartame, and it could, it, because of, of epigenetics, everybody metabolizes it differently. But if you look at the studies on aspartame, the independent ones, it's not, it's not reassuring. It's not good. It's not good for our body. Okay, this article mentions how it affects hyperinsulinemia, elevated insulin, and elevated blood sugar. But if you look at other studies, migraines, as I mentioned, increases seizures. It exacerbates or can cause certain autoimmune diseases like um, multiple sclerosis. And as I mentioned, it, it, it actually makes people gain weight because it doesn't satiate the sweet tooth. Now, the link between the brain tumors is well established in rats. Uh, in humans, you know, it's, it's, we don't know. Or at least I don't know off the top of my head. What I would tell you this, avoid sodas. Guys, it's coca cancer. If you're drinking the sugary ones, even more so, because we know sugar is directly linked to killing us straight out. But the diet sodas, again, you have to use some discernment, guys. What is sweetening this product? And how can you have faith in our watchdog agencies when I have talked about them in the last 200 episodes? How many examples of them, how they're bought off, how they're bought off by Big Pharma, and how the horrors in Hollywood and in Washington, in particular Washington, the lobbyists pay off the FDA officials, they pay off politicians to keep their mouths shut. There's nobody watching over our health. There really isn't. So just don't drink soda. Look, don't drink soda. You will lose weight if you stop drinking soda. And guys, if you're drinking diet soda, first of all, I'm, let, let me talk about my past. So, of course, I was obese. Listen to confessions of an obese child. I was an obese kid. But when I was a child, my parents kept pushing on me to drink the sodas or the, the diet sodas. They're like, mijo, you need to drink the diet sodas. Because back then, man, I was... I was chugging. I was chugging done tons of diet sodas when I was 8, 9, 15, 17. I was woofing that stuff down. And I was eating Dairy Queen blizzards. Back then they had the aspartame-laden yogurt that were called breezes. So you get breezes, you breathe the yogurt, and then mix in the Oreos or whatever. So I would eat two or three breezes a day. And I was like, oh, this is healthy because you know, it doesn't have sugar doesn't have sugar, right? Because back then everything was all like fat's bad. I'm sorry, carbs were good, fat was bad, right? So so I was just eating aspartame all the time. I mean, and I eventually lost my weight. And I kept drinking diet sodas right after my weight loss. Because again, I thought, well, you know, sugar's bad. We knew, even, even back then we knew sugar was bad. And... I kept drinking it, <laughs> it all the time, and it tastes—it tastes like crap. No, granted, I—I I don't know if Coke Zero is any better. I—I I don't, I don't drink Coke Zero. I don't—I don't, I haven't had diet sodas in at least twenty years. But I can say that back in the day, even in the early two thousands, in the late nineties, I should say, uh, diet sodas were disgusting. I mean, even now, if we did a taste test, you can certainly drink a diet Coke and a Coke, and you can tell the difference. There's that chemically taste in diet sodas. But I drank diet sodas for a good 20 years of my life. And um, yeah, I mean, who knows what, what hellish you know, ravaging it did on my body. But my takeaway here, and I've already talked about this in past episodes, you know, when I get stricken with cancer and heart disease or whatever that's going to hit me, I only have myself to blame. I mean, I abused my body through binge eating since pretty much the age of five for the last 35 years. So, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for the disease and I will, I will take the sentence because 
I mean, it's my fault. Like when we get, when we all get diseased and sick and, and get cancer, it's our fault. Nobody shoved the stuff down our throat. Now, granted, if you live near power lines, if you live near major highways, we did that episode on that, how it increases your chances of getting leukemia. You know, all these other environmental toxins that you really didn't, didn't know about, that's not necessarily your fault. But when it comes to foods, it's all our fault. We need to be honest and take accountability for our disease. We have that episode, be, take accountability for being fat and diseased. So when that happens, it's going to be my fault. But my takeaway, especially if you're younger, guys, you got to stop drinking the diet, so just throw them all out. you got to get off this paradigm that they're better for you, that they're healthier for you. They're not. They are not. And when it comes to regular sodas, drink them sparingly. Look, just... I mentioned in the kombucha episode way back. The kombucha episode must have been like back in 2017. I mentioned it's like it, it, go slow on on weaning off the diet sodas or the sodas. You know, go to sweet tea, and then when you're on sweet tea, it, you know, be able to add your own sugar and add less and less sugar. Or go to kombucha. Switch to kombucha. Start with the high higher sugar kombucha, and then wean yourself down from there and go to the lower lower sugar kombucha. And then same thing for your coffee, you know, start with some some sugar or stevia and wean yourself down. But eventually you can wean yourself down and get off the sugar fix. There's some studies showing that it takes 21 days to get off of sugar, your sugar addiction. But it is possible, guys, to get off of it. So that's my takeaway, guys. Just stop drinking it. Simply put, just please stop drinking diet, anything, diet sodas, aspartame-laden and splendid-laden. I think Splenda gets off the hook. And acesulfan potassium is the new sweetener they put in diet sodas. It's something like 60 times sweeter than aspartame. And that's another reason they put them in these, these drinks because they're highly addictive, right? They're super sweet. And we like sweet. We humans love the sweet. That's why we have worse teeth than the caveman. Go to that episode we did. All right, guys. Naturopathic Earth is the website, as you know. Go check out all the, the healthy aspartame-free food recipes there. And all the other articles. If you want to support the podcast, go buy Confessions of an Obese Child, my ebook for $2.99 on Amazon Kindle. It's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Go to the website, Naturopathic Earth, and go to the food articles and click on the Amazon links and anything that you buy on Amazon, not whatever you clicked on on my article. Let's say you clicked on dark chocolate. No, you don't have to buy dark chocolate. Just go to Amazon through my link, search up dresses, buy a dress. I get 2% commission and no expense to you. If you need some one-on-one coaching on weight loss, weight management, click on the link from Clarity FM, and for a dollar a minute, we can talk. We can Skype. And as many of you know, we have three podcasts in the family, Confessions of an Obese Child, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary, and Holistic Health News. So please subscribe to all three and post an honest review and let other people know about it. All right, guys, until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.